0: And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's The Plague Week 34 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guest. He's a comedian and the giant of gimcracks, the chief of tchotchkes, and the god of gigas. It's Ken Reed. And she's a theme park journalist who will tell you all the best places to have an ice cold brew and a churro with your boy Goofy. It's Carly Weisel. Tone Zone is here to blast Christmas spirit all over your faces. I'm her husband Daniel, saying hop on board the Love Bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison
1: Rosen. Allison, Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, we've the good times never end. Allison, Rosen, do you have a dance again? Allison, Rosen, Allison's your new best friend.
2: Hello, my little chicken salad wraps. Welcome to an exciting, very exciting Allison Rosen is your new best friend Thursday show. I qualified it from exciting to very exciting because for us, we are right on the borderline. It's a liminal episode. As we record this, the election has not happened yet. But when you hear this, it will happen. We'll get into the weirdness of all of that. Um, but... Did I already say uh, chicken salad wraps, and that was submitted on Patreon by Claire? You didn't say who
0: submitted it, but you said chicken salad wraps.
2: Oh, my gosh. I like to keep you guys in suspense. Who sent it in? Was it this person? Was it that person? Was it Claire? It was Claire. It was on Patreon. 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 Patreon.com slash Rosen. You can submit carbs. You can watch an A- Al- Ask Allison everything, AAA or A, A-A, where I will answer your gossipy, nosy questions and I will name names. You can Ooh. see the video of this episode. Um, you can get weekly bonus episodes. I mean, So much access to me, you'll beg me to leave you alone. It's all going down over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello, Ken Reed. Welcome back.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me back. And thank you for the distraction this evening.
2: Um, You are welcome. Now, there's also distraction. You know what? I was going to say there's also distraction tomorrow. By the time everyone hears that, that'll be in the rear view.
0: Well, we don't know what's going to happen Friday. (laughs) There might be distraction Friday.
2: That's right. I should provide some kind of distraction on Friday as well. Maybe I'll offer a Patreon bonus episode or maybe I'll go live and let – I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. But anyway, hello, Carly Weissel. your second appearance. Welcome back. I'm back. You can't get rid of me. I'm here again. Here you are. I see that you have wet hair. Yes. Were you testing what we talked about on the last episode, which was my superstition that unless I shower ahead of time, I will have a bad show. And then I didn't. I, I was just too lazy. I didn't shower. And I felt off my game. I'm freshly showered, too.
3: Uh-huh. It was it was a half an hour before we were set to record. And I was like, OK, I'm right on the bubble. I can either like push it and take a shower and I'll be three minutes late. Or not, and I did it so I wouldn't be the jinx. And now we are both in the shower club, so everything will have to go perfectly.
2: This is I gonna think? be the best episode we've ever done. As long Ken, when did you last shower?
0: Uh, wait, are there people who don't shower every day?
3: Yes, women! Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, really? Because I'm a so, toy, twi- yeah. I'm like a twice a day in the summer, but well, every day at least. Minim- okay, so you showered this morning. Of course.
2: Look how much better you think you are than us. I
0: know. <laughs> I'm from Boston. <laughs> I, uh, okay, hippies. Unshowered. Uh, I get it. You should go hate Ashbury.
2: All right. Let's bring in someone who showers all the time. All <clears throat> You can keep me
4: out of the shower.
2: I, I never even tried, but I wouldn't even try because the one thing I know about you is that you – play drums in Motion City Soundtrack. The other thing I know is that you love The Mandalorian. And the other thing I know is that you're my producer. And the other thing I know is that you shower every single day before you even like do anything. Yeah, Tony Paxton. Those... Hi. Hello.
4: That's all there is to know about me. I don't even really need to say anything because you, you said it all just now. So I Hi. just
2: reduced you to the essence of Tony. And we know that you showered. Oh, so yeah. everyone is freshly showered. This is going to be, we're going to knock it out of the park this week Ken do you need now you're married though yeah so you know about how women sometimes don't shower or is your wife like an every single day shower person
0: well I mean I don't see her sometimes for weeks
2: do you assume she's showering all that time no
0: (laughs) <laughs> no, she doesn't shower every day. No, I I know See? that women don't shower
4: every day.
2: Yeah. I yeah. never thought about it as like a a man versus woman thing though. Carly, why do you think that is that we just don't sometimes? Oh, Cuz hair is so much work, but I will add that I
3: I have like a like a fun little shower cap, so I'll I'll take a shower but it won't be a full shower.
0: Yeah, you don't right. always have to do the hair.
3: I don't want it to be on record that I'm like a dirty person. I just won't. (laughs) Well, it is now. Hair wash. No, take it back. (laughs)
0: Well, no,
2: it's it's out there. (laughs) Oh God!
0: I used to fall asleep in the shower in high school.
2: (laughs) What? Yes, I got a lot of questions. Was this? (laughs) Did you have a bench in the shower, or you'd fall asleep standing?
0: No, I I I had odd sleep patterns uh and so i would get in the shower i would remember getting in the shower and then i would wake up like on the on the ground in the shower just kind of like warm and comfortable
2: wow yeah i've so apparently never... I'd, I'd lay down <laughs> i've never done that <clears throat> tone zone
4: fallen asleep in the shower no i have yeah. not fallen asleep in the shower i i Hardly will admit I... I will admit that i have laid down in a shower before (laughs) (laughs) it's not not with the not with the intent of sleeping just like just cuz
2: i'm gonna need a little more uh just like
4: uh, there are times when either like maybe i was sick or just like was just tired but needed a shower or like there there are times I take showers I don't even necessarily think I need it and maybe maybe I shouldn't say that as living in California where it hasn't rained since March. But it's just the truth. Uh sometimes it's all like a, a relaxing thing as well. It's nice. It's yeah. nice.
2: Do you have a bathtub? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you prefer, oh my God, the look on Carly's face is priceless. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. she looks so confused. So, okay. Now, I understand not taking a bath because I don't like, I also don't like baths. I've tried so many times. I just, there's, I just, it's just not my thing. But See, I you, like them,
0: but I can't fit in a bath.
2: Well, it sounds like Tony would like a bath, but he's instead having a bath experience in the shower.
4: Yeah. I, I I will say I've taken more baths during the last 7 months than I probably have the rest of my life combined which is not very high but uh you know nothing else to do there's, right there's nothing else <laughs> um, to do but uh yeah I I much prefer a shower cuz I think uh, you know the thing everybody says this about baths it just seems kind of gross to me like you're just kind of like yeah. sitting in the water with your your filth yeah it's you're soaking
3: but you're laying. Yourself. You're laying all the way down in your shower, and you don't think that's problematic?
4: Well, it's washing away the yeah, dirt. Yeah, it's, it's like that. That water is like like being. Uh, it's not yeah, just recycled. There. Yeah. Here's the difference. <laughs> it's like blowing your nose versus
0: into your mouth and then just leaving it in
4: there.
2: Oh my gosh! Yes.
4: <laughs> Look, I'm I'm in no way <laughs> defending this move or claiming it's normal. I'm just admitting that I've done it. Wow.
0: I like – I I, I lay down in the shower whenever possible.
2: I just would think it would be so – like, I'm at the age now where I can't even comfortably sit on the floor and then get up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel that tomorrow. Um, So I just can't imagine being comfortable on the shower floor. Also, I will say, to Carly's point, the floor of the shower seems sort of like a sink in that it's not very clean, even though it might be very clean.
0: Every time I take a shower, I have to—you got to you gotta scrub it first.
2: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, not like you don't like sanitize it with a blowtorch or anything, but you know, you spray it and then you, you scrub it a little, and then you just rinse it off, and then you get in there.
3: How do you have the time? Yeah, I got a
0: lot of time. A lot of time. Yeah, who doesn't have? I the time I love. Right
2: now? <laughs> I remember and this is a gross story. Uh a little bit. It's actually not as gross but I'm realizing that it's going to it's going to come off as gross. And yet I will tell it anyway. Um I freaked out because I noticed there were these tiny tiny teeny tiny little bugs um inside Elliot's baby wash tub, like wa- bathtub, tiny baby bathtub. And they were very tiny, but they were still, I was very grossed out by them. And I posted something about it on Instagram. And then... um Bug, honey, don't. <laughs> yeah, I've got a real thing about insects. I don't like them. <laughs> and then a woman responded and was like, you need to dry it out and put it in a cool, dark place, you know, every single night. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And she's like, you know, I hope that helps. At least now you know how to avoid this. And I was thinking, but I don't even, I just like to turn it over and let it drain and leave it till the next day. The idea of actually drying it out between every single use when I use it every day was overwhelming to me. So the idea, Ken, of sanitizing your shower every single time, wow, wow. I mean, you're cleaning. I I knew a guy, Tony
0: may know him as well, who played drums in a band and who wouldn't shower when they were on tour. And he'd play drums in a bathing suit. And then while they were driving to the next city, he'd he'd have the bathing suit hanging out the window to dry. And then it was dry when they got to the next town. (laughs) He'd put the bathing suit back on and play drums in the bathing suit.
2: Who was it? Are you not going to say?
0: It was uh, Bill Stevenson from The Descendants. <laughs> oh.
4: I did not know that was a move of his. I don't actually... Yeah, obviously, I know who he is. I don't know him, though. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what you not drying your child's baby bath sounds like to me.
2: Um, I feel like they're a little <laughs> bit different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, just for a few reasons. Okay. So... Let's get into the fact that we're recording this on Monday. Election is Tuesday. No one really knows when we're going to have the results. You guys are going to hear this Thursday. So it puts us in a bit of a pickle in that um, I feel like all sorts of things are going to or could happen between when we're talking right now about life changing things like dirty showers And what's actually going to happen. How are you guys feeling? Good. Anxious? You feel good?
3: I'm feeling good because I'm compartmentalizing all of my stress for tomorrow. So today I'm just enjoying the ride. Tomorrow's when things really get serious. And the day after and maybe the day after and after that.
0: I truly believe it will be an absolute crushing defeat. Of Trump? Yes. And he will fold into a complete mess. It'll be like, you know, that that footage of when the TikTok kids humiliated him and where was it, Wisconsin? And he thought he was going to have all those people at the rally and there was nobody. And then there's a footage of him getting off Air Force One and and walking. I feel like it's going to be that times a thousand. Um, Well, you know, it'll probably maybe it'll take till Wednesday for that. Uh, and then it'll just be, and then I'm nervous about between then and January 1st. Right. <laughs> but yeah. at that moment, I'll feel okay for the first time literally in four years.
2: Tazone, like Pazone, Pizza Calzone. <laughs> this is a Tony Calzone. <laughs> yes, keep Tony going. Calzone! Keep going. <laughs> had,
4: had Tommy Davidson in the commercials. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I hope Ken is right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to not feel good about it just because I don't you want to. You have PTSD to. from last time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to not think about it, but of course that's impossible. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to keep busy, but yeah, hope for the best, but trying to not get my hopes up at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's a fine line to walk right now.
2: You know, I think as negative as I might seem, I think that actually maybe deep down I'm an optimist because like deep down below where all my words are, in general in life, I'm usually surprised and disappointed when things turn out shitty. Like I know that I certainly was four years ago. Um, So I think that the reason I feel somewhat sane is because I am hopeful that things will go the way I want. And of course, I have to acknowledge the fact that I have listeners who, you know, don't agree with me politically, and they see this all very different. But, you know, I think it's no secret that I would love for Trump to be voted out. I feel it is imperative. So I am hopeful that there will be a defeat, like Ken says. Mm-hmm. um i'm scared too though um i'm also worried about you know it's weird though i have there's like i have this feeling of remove from all of it almost as if like i'm watching a tv show or something well because we're in lockdown i think that's yeah part of it it's i it's, think
0: right. everything's disconnected
2: this the fears of violence on the day like I'm mm-hmm. I'm sort of thankful that I don't have to go anywhere that day. I'm thankful that, um, no one is scheduled. Like our our nanny is out; she had surgery and she's out right now. Um, so she won't have to be driving here. But then also maybe maybe it'll be like a Y two K thing where we're all prepared for something and then nothing actually happens. That's the that same said thought on, I had. Yeah. It, did you have the Y two K thought? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, see, the weird thing to me is that. I feel
0: like people who are sane and against Trump, um, see the gravity here because mm-hmm. literally we're, we're, this is like a war we're in right now with COVID. Like if we had enemy soldiers on US soil killing a thousand people a day, I don't think there would be people who are like, "Yeah, it's no worse than normal killing. Like, it, hey, it's, they it's were going to die anyway. They're going to die anyway. It's just the people can't run fast. Um, <laughs> And it's not even like, to me, it's, this is not political in the least. Like he is a complete piece of shit. He is an existential threat to the future of most people's lives, literally. Um, and you, we cannot sustain a society in a country for another four years under, uh, under his, I don't even know what you would call it. Whereas I see the people on the Trump side. And this is another reason why I think he's going to lose, because they're really hedging this in the last couple of days, being like, hey, we just have political differences. Oh, we can't get the best person wins. It's like it's not the fucking World Series, dude. Like, this is not political difference. A political difference is like, I think college should be free. And someone's like, oh, I think people should pay for it. Not a disease that's killing a thousand people a day isn't real. And my children are bilking and fleecing the American public for millions of dollars every day. Like that. Sorry to go on a rant.
2: But it's, no, it's okay. This is this is a different if there's thing. there's ever a time for one, I think yeah. it's this one.
0: This is a different thing. And like yeah. part of me, the reason that I'm like, I know he's going to lose is because if he doesn't, it's going to be full on V. Like I'm going to be running resistances in caves, making IEDs, you know, and like <laughs> being in the Wolverines, you know, it's like that's where we'd be at. It's not going to be like, oh, that's going to suck for four more years. It's like, no, it's done. We're friggin' tripods.
4: Yeah.
2: You're going to break everyone's thumb. No, you're going to break everyone's fingers.
0: I, if I had to break everyone's fingers, yeah, I would I would do that.
2: You know, it's interesting that and by the way, I feel like I have to say, like, we're not going to stay on politics forever because I know there's some people who don't want to hear politics. But again, if ever there's a time, I think it is now it is upon us. Um He's saying that he doesn't want any votes tabulated, you know, after November 3rd. I don't understand. And then people are saying like it'll be interesting if he isn't in the lead on November third. All of a sudden, when he's demanding that we count the absentee well, of course ballots, yeah. But why is he so sure that all his votes are going to come in on the day, and that all the votes are- for Biden are going to be absentee? Like, I'm not sure because- I follow that.
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, I assume that like they've been kind of laying the groundwork to steal the election yeah. for a while now. And my fear, like, I'm not really too concerned with tomorrow, because I know it's not going to end tomorrow, unfortunately. I mean, when you're listening to this, it's probably still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I assume that, you know, they took control of the Supreme Court so that if it does eventually lie there, they can try to steal the presidency. This is a television show. And he is a TV star, so it makes sense. But it is still I'm all eyes on next year because I just want everything between now and then to go smoothly. Because the fact is, even if I voted for Biden, even if Biden wins, everyone who supported Trump is still out there and still loud and still has their voice. And the things that they believe, some of them that are not real and are like Full nonsense. They're still going to believe those things no matter how the election goes. So I'm kind of big picture terrified. I'd say.
0: But, I, but I will say this. If you if you look at who voted for him in 2016, so his supporters, it was 65 million people, which sounds like a lot, but is less than 20 percent of the population of the United States and in the last 4 years a lot of them have died and he hasn't got Hey
2: they were going to die anyway. <laughs> they were going to die anyway.
0: Oh but he hasn't got one new person. He literally has not gotten one new person and his approval rating and his uh, job approval has never gotten higher than it was the day that he was elected which is mm-hmm. why his only move in um campaigning is to take votes away From his opponent. So to try to smear them so that people either don't vote or they vote for a third party or they just have a protest vote or they go, ah, everyone's a scumbag. I'm not going to vote. That's his only move because there's a there's a limit on these people. And that makes me not as afraid because there really isn't that many of them. They're loud. Friggin' Yalkada idiots, but there's not that many of them. Um, and the ones there are were emboldened big time. I think his initial thing on why we don't count anything after the third was because there was a theory that on election night, he would be in the lead because they'd count all the votes that were same-day voting first. And, and those are going to
2: be his supporters?
0: That's what he thinks because he's been right. saying for two months, mail-in voting is ridiculous. You have to right. go on the day, go on the day. But I, nobody has been waiting in line for hours to vote for Trump. Right. <laughs> I Like, knowing everybody who votes for Trump, none of them are like, I'm going to wait in line eight hours to vote for him. <laughs> so, it, I don't know. I just... I might I might sound stupid on Thursday.
2: I hope you're right. I mean we did we we did It's absentee ballots that we put in a drop box. So I don't know when those are counted because we got the text saying that they've been received and they will be counted. But I don't know. Do you guys know like when they get counted? Those
0: aren't absentee ballots. Oh, they're not. early voting. So early voting, I mean, it's different for every state, but early voting, they count them the same day. So they put them Hmm. in the same pile, count them the same day. There are a couple states that separate them for some reason. Absentee ballots get counted after everything.
2: Should we... Because you can track your ballot, and I I have not seen anything that says it's been counted. I've just seen it's been uh, received and will be counted. Or do you not get an update?
0: I don't think they update you, but they would not count it until Election Day. Okay. So they'd prep it. So basically they'd open it and put it in the pile with all the ones that come in Tuesday, and then you wouldn't know the difference between them. Um, Most states do that, is my understanding.
2: So... If you had to guess, this is a and this is a gross thing to guess about, not as gross as Bugs in Elliot's bathtub, but <laughs> do you think there will be violence tomorrow? So when people hear this, was there violence a couple days before?
4: I don't think so. I I will admit it's in the back of my mind and it has been a concern. Uh, and yeah, I'm trying to lay low. T- although I think here especially will be, you know, there's not really much to worry about. I don't think, but I I am slightly concerned, but obviously hoping that that's not yeah. really the case. Because kind, kind of, of like what Ken was saying, I do feel like there are a lot more of us than there are of them.
0: What kind of violence would you think would happen? Like his supporters would go take to the streets because he he yeah, lost. I
2: don't. I don't really know. I've just heard people talk about being worried about violence i know that on next door someone was saying that like why is it impossible to go to get to costco right now and ralph's and like that in sort of a y2k way i said that in such a weird way um y2k way like people are just like expecting things shit to go down i don't know i think the idea that there'll be intimidation at the polling places i don't know
0: but it doesn't matter to a degree at this point like 80 percent of the votes have been cast already and so if it is his people out on the day, like, who are they going to intimidate? Like, if they intimidated right. anyone, they intimidated them to, to vote early or mail their vote in. Um, the only way I could see violence is if people are so exuberant that he lost That they're like, let's storm the castle and drag Jared Kushner out into the street in time to four horses. Um, or something like that. Like, I, I don't, and that's sadly not likely, but, um, but no, we're not, I don't think that you're going to see his people marching in the streets, like demanding he be in. They're not smart and they turn on people quickly. Like, if you look at this week, Mm. they're out protesting Bill Barr out in front of his house. Because he the didn't because arre- he didn't arrest Hunter Biden. Oh, <laughs> like,
2: wait. Also, to go back. Did you say Qaeda? Yeah, I am unfamiliar with that. But oh, I yeah. Like I, it. I can't
0: I can't take credit. But y- Qaeda is the is the best name for those people.
2: <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Unless anyone has any more politics they want to get into.
0: Oh, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's move on. To something forward looking. And by that I mean not really. How was everyone's Halloween? Did you dress up? What did you do? Etc. Carly, I'm gonna go start. I'm gonna wait, actually. I have something to say before I ask that. Carly, I saw your kitchen on Instagram. I am in love with your kitchen. Was that custom? What is your kitchen story?
3: Thank you. Uh so a few years ago we got a house, and it was, you know, it's the type of house that everyone rips down to build a modern farmhouse in. And we were (laughs) like, nope, we're going to make this look like it did in the 20s, just nicer. So not a not smart, not a smart financial move, probably. But we redid everything. And the kitchen was just like a a Pinterest board that came to life. And it turned out really nice, though. Everything is really tall, which i didn't re- like i don't notice it because i live here but i lived in colorado for a few months this year and came back and was like oh my god these <laughs> cabinets are so high are but you tall I'm, I'm like five seven and a half i'm tall ish mm-hmm. but i mean there's
2: some stuff up there that's hard to reach yeah but it's we hot. have you got to get a step stool to get some of I our stuff I too do. um did you and thank live, you thank you did you live in the house while you were remodeling
3: we, oh my God, we lived in multiple Airbnbs. Uh, the house took longer than anticipated, as every HGTV show should have taught me and didn't. So we <laughs> we lived in like a hotel for a minute because it was cheaper than an Airbnb, weirdly. So we were the that- London for like a month. Like I'm Drake oh. or something. Sure. <laughs> I like had all these tiny meals that I ate out of a molded mini fridge. It was not as glamorous <laughs> as it sounds but uh yeah we lived here and then they it it took years and years but uh yeah the kitchen was the first thing done i think so
0: now i'm trying to find your kitchen on instagram and i saw a picture of you at that like cafe with the old tvs at disneyland
3: oh 50s prime time
0: (laughs) yeah and i'm like yeah awesome kitchen and then that's not the kitchen though
3: i wish that was my kitchen
0: see that would be my kitchen
3: I mean, yeah, I I wish. (laughs) But we went the, we went the modern, like aggressive pattern tile route.
2: I'm trying to remember what picture I saw. It might have been a story. I'm trying to remember where I saw it.
3: It's probably, I'm usually yelling in there because it has
2: the best light. Oh, yes, I think so. You were, you were, you were worried about the construction happening, like across the street. Like,
3: ugh, the (laughs) construction. So, uh, yep, they're putting up one of those gross old modern houses, like 10 feet from my door, uh, in, in Holly, like in West Hollywood, everything is on top of each other, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Cause it's like, oh, a community, but until someone knocks oh, a whole ass house down and then they're like, mm-hmm. like, I will go to my car and there'll be a man on the other side of the fence, like two feet from me drilling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, he's right there. They're my
2: family now.
0: And he's so not even part of the construction.
2: He's just there. <laughs> He's just there to hang out. He's just an enthusiast. Yeah. Um, it, like a, mo- like one of those, like, it looks like a big industrial box kind of houses. It's,
3: it's coming. It's, I'm just gambling
2: on it at this point, but
3: they already mm-hmm. built one or two on this street. So there's one across the street they're building. That's the new box house. Basically, I complain about the construction, but so long as it doesn't become a hype house, like a TikTok house, I'm fine. (laughs) Because I'm like, right, I'm right in the zone. Like, it's possible. I'm ready. It could happen. I will die if it does. But so long as it's not like 14 young people jumping off the roof into a pool, uh, it'll be fine.
2: I saw something that like, the is it called the TikTok Manor? Something was unveiled today, but I didn't read
3: about it. they are everywhere. They're everywhere.
0: So they're just like like real world houses, but for TikTok.
3: Yes, they all like choose to live together. Which like why? And <laughs> they just create content together. And now it's become this thing where there's like a certain location or certain type of creators that move in together. There's ones all around the world. It's this whole thing. I follow this reporter Taylor Lorenz on Twitter, oh, yeah. and she like keeps me up to date with what the kids are doing. But it, they all like move into houses and, and sometimes cause chaos. So I'm scared so they're, of
2: they're cults. Basically.
3: Somewhat, yes. Uh, you don't have to check in with anyone and weigh your food, but beyond that, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> okay, speaking of cults, and I am aware that I said we were going to talk about Halloween, and then I changed the subject. We're going to go back to it eventually. Speaking of cults, we started watching The Vow. And I got about halfway through an episode. Daniel watched a little more. He said he didn't really need to continue watching, which shocked me because at this point, and this was a few weeks ago, everyone was writing on Twitter about, I think even you, Tony, were saying that, like, you couldn't get enough of it. Um And also Daniel is, like, obsessed with cults. So I was surprised that it didn't grab him. Um, but then I started hearing people say the vow is just there's too many episodes. It's not that oh, good. And yeah. now everyone's talking about seduced on stars, but I don't have stars. What to do? I don't know what either of these things are that you're talking about. Ken, <laughs> you host a podcast about television. Pre-year 2000. Okay. Touche. I'm like an
0: unfrozen caveman with most things.
2: <laughs> this is a fair and solid point. Uh Everyone go listen to TV Guidance Counselor. I've been a guest. Everyone also listen to Carly's podcast. Very amusing. She's a theme park journalist. And everyone listen to Tony's podcast, Bizarre Albums. And everyone listen to my other podcast, Childish. There's a lot of content. We're like a content farm, you guys. I have theme park questions We're a TikTok house. We are our own house.
4: (laughs) <laughs> that's right
3: so
2: the vow and seduced ken are both about the nexium cult which is spelled like n x v something m that's the oh, cult yeah. that allison Mack was in
0: she was an actress and it was like some sex From thing smallville right? yes okay
2: okay and so, the guy went
0: to jail recently right yes yeah.
2: keith okay. ranieri who may or may not be charismatic but definitely did weird stuff <laughs> so should i watch it is anything worth watching I was yeah I I was
4: hooked for like those first 4 or 5 and then yeah it like the I think there's 8 total and the last 3 or 4 whatever it was I was so vow. bored. Yeah, of the vow. Sorry. Uh yeah, I've never like been so into a show and then halfway through just totally be so bored.
2: Wow. Yeah. Um and have you seen Seduced?
4: I've not. Although I, I hear it's good, and I hear it's only going to be four
2: parts, I think.
4: So seems
2: huh. good. <laughs> what I heard was that the vow like really buried the lead in terms of the weird sex stuff or what's even objectionable about the cult. I don't know, but seduced leads with this.
0: Isn't that why you would make a show about it? You would think. Like a cult on the face of it. Not that exciting. It's just kind of like losers that hang around with each other. If they're not doing, if they don't have like weird rituals or like weird sex stuff or like murdering people, like it's not that interesting.
2: Right. They're just a sticker club.
0: Yeah. They're just like people that hang out together and think like some loser and everyone else thinks they're losers. Basically. Right.
4: I will say though, as, as when watching the vow, like for at least a good portion of that first episode, I mean, you know something's coming, something bad is coming, but for a while you're like, this seems fine. Like, these people seem like they're trying to, like, actually uh, go in right direction with their life, and it, it seems like, oh, this actually seems like it has good intentions, but then, yeah. it So it kind of, like, pulls you in, or at least that's what it did for me. It pulled me in going, like, where is this going? Because I, I didn't know any of the story at all ahead of time.
0: But were you like, oh, this looks like hippie nonsense?
4: No. Like
0: actually. at best? No. It's I- not,
2: it's like executive nonsense, right? Oh, yeah. so it's like Tony, what's his name kind of yes. stuff?
4: Yes. Kinda,
0: yeah. Kinda. Oh.
2: Or it's like la- like landmark forum. Or S oh, or like that. that
0: stuff's crit Like, my parents used to go to those things when I was a kid. Like, those pyramid scheme, like, talks where it'd be like, be a, pers- a human doing. Give me <laughs> some money. You know, like, that kind of stuff. And even as a kid, I remember getting in an argument with them in the car on the way back from one. And I must have been eight. And I was like, oh, this is uh, bullshit. And they were like, what? And I'm like, this guy's a con. Like, this is like a classic con. Like, you're stupid. Oh,
2: then you became like one of those alienated people they have to avoid, pretty much, yeah. But uh, what do they call it in Scientology? Oh, SP, suppressive yes. Yes. person. <laughs> yes,
3: Carly, a- have you watched these? <laughs> I so my husband has been watching them, which means I've seen thirty percent of everything. <laughs> but I have like a like a vast knowledge base from the time uh the time I spend on the internet every day. But he has been watching the newer one and that one was so good that I almost fell asleep on the couch last night watching it because I couldn't get enough. So I vote hmm. for the newer one. There's more volleyball footage in the vow, <laughs> which personally I thought was very thrilling.
4: Uh, That's a good thing. Yeah, so much volleyball. You need, like
3: You need like your fun little edge to a cult. It's like, what? oop, like they, they treated women poorly, but also volleyball. Like it, it's fun. It's a fun little spice on top.
2: But What's I. It? How did where? How does volleyball fit in? Because I saw people tweeting about it, but what was the cult relationship to volleyball? I don't know (laughs) because I.
3: I I Gabriel was not
2: involved. (laughs) Like they just.
4: Sorry, go ahead.
3: Oh no, I think they just. uh, Tell me if I get it right. I hope I. I hope I learned enough. They like that Keith loved it, and so it was like a group activity where you can go and like cheer him on and be seen. So it was like a bit of a power play, right?
4: Yeah, so, more or less. It seemed like yeah, he just liked it, and then so they all kind of played like a group all the time. date on
2: The Bachelorette. But, but Bachelorette? that's like
0: I know two people who grew up in cults, and there's a ton of stuff like that. That it's just like whoever the cult leader dude was, and it's always a dude. It's just the thing that he liked. So they were like, oh, we only watch like um. One of my friends grew up in a cult, and they had this list of movies they could watch, and it was that was the only things they could watch, and they only not only could they. Could they watch them? They had to if they were on TV. So it was like it was 100 movies and they were like old, old movies, but he just liked them. <laughs> like, there's no overarching thing. It's just like, those are the movies I like. So you will watch them.
4: Uh, Sorry, real quick, Allison, I, we may have jinxed it because I feel like I am hearing Elliot. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes.
2: You're hearing him going, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing his Dracula laugh, and it is very loud. So let me me go see if I can. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Okay. So I told Elliot that it's a little bit too loud for the show, but he's going to come in (gasps) and do one ha-ha for for the show this is elliot hi oh, elliot carly and ken and tony he can't hear you um because i've got the headphones on but elliot do you want to do are you doing dracula i am going on airplane what <laughs> an airplane <laughs> um okay can you do the ha 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 for for the show Ha ha ha, ha, oh. ha. that's very wow. scary <laughs> oh my that's god that's so Owen's good too. that's really good <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you want to tell everyone? Um, well,
1: um, what, you say then? what else can you say to them? What else can you say to them? What were
2: you for Halloween?
1: Um, I was a vampire, but the, the, my cape was a bit slippery. Your cape was slippery? A bit slippery. Oh. And then I slipped, and we had to take it off, and had to close it real tight. Mm.
2: Hey, Elliot, who's going to be our next president? What? Who's going to be the next president?
1: President President, yeah. What that
2: what is that? Oh like who's in charge of the country? <gasps>
1: the country. <laughs> oh
2: okay. oh I envy him. Uh, I envy him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah like I, I oh, don't just, touch it. Okay. Um I say um other stuff to them. You wanna
2: say other stuff to them? Okay, what else do you want to tell them? Um what?
1: Uh do you wanna tell
2: them what your favorite food is? um Spaghetti.
1: Spaghetti is a good food. Good uh, honey, call. Good
2: food. Um, and what's your favorite Disneyland ride?
1: Um, Disney ride? Yeah. Um, um like that. Pot, that, um, that, um, that, that, um, the, the Pirate Wide. Pirates
2: of the Caribbean? Yeah. So you wanna wow. you to this So brave!
1: Yo, how, yo, ho, if I would like me. Yeah, 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 if I would like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ho, yo, yo, if I would like me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Elliot. Okay. Yay, Bye-bye. so talented. Honey. Wow. Bye, thank you. <laughs> okay.
3: You have a cute ass kid.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I think I do. You put that kid in movies. Seriously. (laughs) Make him make you money. (laughs) Uh We so every now and then, because he is, you know, super duper cute. Every now and then we're like, what if we like just did it enough to like get enough money for college, but then we like pull him out of it, you know, before it fucks him up. Mm -hmm.
0: That's what people say about cults though.
2: I know. Oh yeah. Back to the cult. Okay. Let's just get to the good stuff. What is all the? We- I know there was like some branding or something. They had like a doctor who would brand th- their pubic bone or something. I missed that episode.
0: Uh, so I, I don't. Know. Yes, there, like, there's like cattle. Some... Like he has livestock. There is some yeah, branding
4: yeah. involved. Yes, that's when. Uh, yeah, I feel like it was. It. Uh, I can't remember exactly when they introduced that, but that was definitely. It was, like, I think, if I remember correctly, it was, like, starting to get to the shady stuff, and then when they, like, unveiled that, I was like, oh, okay, this is But, this but is don't frats weird. do that, too, though?
3: I think you're thinking of paddling? No, but,
0: like, frats will brand people, like, with their Occasionally. stupid frat, I think, like, logo.
2: But I don't think it's accepted. I don't think it's okay that they do that.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 <Universal. laughs>
2: I mean, some might say frats have elements that are similar to cults.
0: Yeah, I'd say that. Not
2: the Panhellenic Society, but,
0: you know. There's a lot of bone in each other.
2: That's right. But I think (laughs) that in a frat, there's a lot of bone in each other. In a cult, there's a lot of bone in of one person.
0: Yes, you're right. That is the difference.
2: Being told who to bone.
0: That's right.
3: Yeah, so what was the deal
2: with the cult sex? I can't get a good
3: grasp on it because it just seemed like everyone, like everyone kind of slept with Keith or was dating him, but it was, it wasn't of their own volition. It was someone being like, you need to seduce him. Granted, I'm coming at this with a, a limited amount of knowledge, right. but it's, I just know the episode that I saw last night was talking about how someone was told to seduce him. And there was a whole part of the cult where they, have collateral, like you need, yeah. like you you had to like seduce him, and then have like photographic proof to prove that you did it. So that if you leave the cult, I know that they had a bunch of, I don't know if these are the same, but they had a bunch of things that you gave them. So if you left, they would just humiliate you. So it was designed so that you don't leave because of like your worst nightmare coming true, which you created so for yourself. You're
2: supposed to give them stuff that they can then use against you. Yeah, yeah. how lazy is this cult? Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> word.
4: Yeah. yeah. It was supposed yeah, like, their, that's their, like their way to get you to to show them that you are serious about being there, that you, but you what, can let them why have Why wouldn't
2: this. you just make it up, though? I hate to defend it. No,
0: they're like screwing the guy, and you'd like film it. And they're like, if you leave, we're going to release the tapes kind of thing, right?
3: I actually think it was like all photo based. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think there was I, a lot of video happening.
4: I may be wrong, but I, yeah, I don't think it was necessarily photos of anything with keith i think it was literally yeah. just like if you have them buying nir- a dave photos, matthews fan album or something what'd you say <laughs> <laughs> dave,
0: buying a dave matthews band album or
4: something like that <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: yeah like why would you necessarily have pictures of embarrassing things in your life I think you had to take
3: some or if you had anything, I mean, like, maybe I, so I really dear. shouldn't be talking about the show. I'm not an authority, but I do remember one part where someone said like there was something that if they said it to their brother, it would ruin their relationship. And like there was things like that. I think maybe yeah. like I, like stuff from exes. I, I don't I don't know.
0: And hmm. the benefit to them was that they got to hang out with this dude.
3: Well, it was all a mind game. So it's kind of like seeking approval from them and everything you do and then like guiding you on a path. And so if you wanted to prove yourself, you're already in the headspace where you're like, this is my stuff. I'm ready to show my commitment.
2: The description Hmm. you guys are giving me is so frustrating that you're frustrating me into wanting to go watch it (coughs) because I'll just read about it on Wikipedia. (laughs) I think that's your best bet. Um,
0: For Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah, I had to stop watching at a certain point too. Listen, you know what is not frustrating, but is delicious? What? I'm the queen of segues. <laughs> um, it's Magic Spoon cereal. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, I was aware of it before they became a sponsor on the show because I did keto for a long time. And many people who know uh, who've done keto or who are just trying to not take in much sugar know that uh, cereal is one of the things that you have to say goodbye to because it is typically loaded with carbohydrates and sugar and grain and all that stuff. Um, so then when I heard of this Magic Spoon cereal, Daniel told me about it he cheated on me he heard about it on another podcast and he used their code now granted it was months before they came on my show but I still in the same way that like you can be in love with, with someone and feel jealous about people that they once dated before you came around I feel jealous. I feel like he cheated on me by using another podcast code but he ordered it and it arrived and I tried it and I was like this is amazing I'm not forgiving you for cheating on me, but it is amazing. Um, It's really good. It's zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net carbs in each serving. Um, They have cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. There's, There's other flavors too, but that's like the variety pack you can get. Frosted is my favorite. Daniel told me Cocoa was his favorite, but then he just changed it to Blueberry being his favorite. It's not like
0: Fruity. Fruity's my favorite.
2: Oh really? Fruity is like Fruit Loops. It tastes like Fruit Loops. Yeah. Yeah. Frosted's like marshmallows. To me, Uh, I think of it more as like a yeah. Oh, I like marshmallows. They're all good. They're all good. Um, it's kind of, you, you think it's too good to be true, but it's not. It's, it is true. Keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. Go to magicspoon.com spoon.com slash best friend to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code best friend at checkout to get free shipping. Magic spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magic spoon.com slash best friend. Use the code BESTFRIEND for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Um, Also, when was the last time you gave any thought to your bed frame? Maybe when you bought your mattress because they threw it in for free. Well, you got what you paid for. There's no way that ugly hunk of metal fits your style. Give your bed and your whole bedroom an upgrade with The Bed by Thuma. Thuma has spent years and thousands of hours creating the perfect platform bed frame for modern living. It's super supportive for your mattress, breathable, and made to naturally minimize noise. The bed by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty, ships right to your door, and takes about five-ish minutes to assemble with no tools. It couldn't be easier. And the bed helps create space. There's nine inches of clearance between the bed and the floor. That's plenty of room for just about anything you need to tuck away. Thuma has high standards for both craftsmanship and aesthetics. Each bed is handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality, upcycled, walnut-colored wood. You'll find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. The minimalist design helps elevate the look of your entire bedroom. And Thuma doesn't just talk the talk about being eco-friendly. They work with One Tree Planted, my favorite show, to plant one tree for every bed frame sold. And the bed is Green Guard certified, which means a cleaner, healthier home. Upgrade your space with The Bed by Thuma. And right now, for a limited time, you can get free shipping on your order. Go to thuma.co slash bestfriend. That's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash bestfriend to get The Bed by Thuma shipped right to your door for free. Thuma.co C-O bestfriend. All right. You guys, we're back. So Halloween, how was it? Did you dress up, Carly?
3: Uh, I did a whole bunch of nothing. I worked all night, which was lame. I did uh I did dress up, which means I my jeans don't fit anymore because mm-hmm. of, you know, all of this. So I stood in them for a photo and then <laughs> changed out of them. But I dressed my dog up as Fozzie Bear and I put on a Kermit t-shirt. So we were the Muppets.
2: I love it. Now, was your husband part of this? Or no. Or was he just too busy watching he, The Vow? He, he
3: he was the photographer and also wants nothing to do with Instagram or sharing photos or anything.
2: Oh, you have a secret husband. A yeah. secret non-social husband.
3: Yeah. It's kind of nice. I I mean, I dig it. It, He just watches sports all weekend because he's a sports guy. He's like a a fantasy football guy. But no, he was he just took a photo of us. But we did. I guess we put the Fozzie Bear ears on Morty together because the (laughs) the costume you can't find like a ready made Fozzie Bear dog costume. So I did find a slutty Fozzie Bear costume. Oh, nice. (laughs) Which, wow. Who is that for besides me? But I was able to like cut it apart and make a little dog outfit out of it. I dressed so is old... he not
2: on social? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I
4: was just gonna say. Several years ago, uh, one of my old dogs, I dressed as Fozzie for Halloween because <gasps> she was so the same. Is. She was kind of the same color, and uh, yeah, same will thing. you send me Couldn't... a picture? I will. Yes, a friend. A friend made the the costume for her. So oh, well,
3: I <laughs> like that you're fantastic. casually
2: like ours is better. It's totally true. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: wait, Carly, does your is your husband on social media at all?
3: He is, but it's for like life updates. So like every year he'll be like, love my wife, been a blessed five years, and then we'll like disappear for a month. So it's, he works in music, so he'll post about his artists, but Mm -hmm. there's rarely anything that's personal. Which I, I like it. I mean, I don't like looking for my articles when they go live and all of the results being like Carly Wiesel wedding, Carly Wiesel husband. Like just people <laughs> being like, who is this man? But beyond <laughs> that, it's it's all good. It's nice because if both of us were on our, like yelling into our phones all the time, I think it would be too much.
2: Yeah. You'd have a TikTok um, house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do in music? Uh He does A&R. So he works at a record label. I didn't even, this is going to sound, I didn't even, I didn't know they even had A&R still. Oh, big
3: time. Um, Because
2: now, like, you know, like, in
3: in the good old days, the way they portrayed in television, it's like, ooh, someone tosses a cigarette into the street in Soho and then, like, bursts into a club to catch a new band. <laughs> and now it's just, like, this song is trending. It's all about, like, statistics and numbers and research. Mm. And they, like, find it. And then they try to sign it very quickly. So it's so they,
0: neat. They made yeah. A&R guys nerds? <laughs> It's <laughs> like Moneyball for A and R.
3: Moneyball was always nerdy. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. It's just like trying yeah. to find something again on it. But yeah, because that it works.
2: It so, works. A, for people who don't know, A and R is Artists and Repertoire, and they're the people at record labels who who find the new acts and bring them on, like a scout. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ken, what did you do?
0: Uh, I stayed
2: inside. I refurbished some old televisions.
0: So that was my, um, my, uh, my COVID little activity for a while was I was getting free. I'd look on like my local buy nothing or whatever. And people were throwing away like TVs from like the forties and fifties. And so I picked up a few and then I like cleaned them up and refurbished them. And then, uh, I have a really cool, uh, 1949, um, uh, Zenith. Uh Lexington, which is a porthole television with the round looks a bit like a uh a little bit like a washing machine it's they cost cool. they cost six hundred and ninety five dollars in nineteen fifty Wow. Um but so I made it, you know, so I can watch stuff on it. So I watched like a bunch of old, mo- old like hammer horror movies and in search of's and stuff with the dogs, and then ended up feeling terrible and just marathon somebody feed Phil season four for the whole rest of the night.
2: <laughs> he is going to be on the show. Ooh. I love
0: love him. <gasps> he's gonna come too. back.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah he's nice. great. He's the best um, dude. How did you learn how to f- to refurbish TVs? Just look online. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah,
0: there's like whole groups and stuff. It's pretty easy. You just, I just take them apart and yeah, like this one behind me, I did. Um, but I, some people could see that's a 1965 Motorola. That one just has a new, I took all the guts out and put a new flat screen in, like a smart TV. So you can watch oh. whatever on there in that one. Yeah. But some of them you can test the tubes and like get it working.
2: I, don't think it would be that easy for me to just look online and then be able to do it. Like, you must have some base of mechanical electrical know-how, right? Not really. Are you being <laughs> modest or is no. it really this easy? Are we all just fools for not doing all this? Doing it's not this ourselves? that hard.
0: It's like there's charts and stuff and tells I you where don't... what goes where and whatever. Mm. It's a lot easier now because there's like whole like website, like message board groups of people that only do that. And you can find like a specific thing about anything, <laughs> like very specific
2: instructions. Hmm. Well, it still sounds like nothing I would ever do successfully. <laughs> yeah. Tony, what about you? Uh, could you do this? No. Oh, yeah, I mean
4: me I I have done the thing where I've looked up something on YouTube and then tried myself and I have had some luck with it before but it was pretty simple stuff. Uh yeah, I don't have very much faith in myself for doing those things either cuz I feel like I'll I'll screw up something on a putting an IKEA thing together. So yeah, probably it's not It's just gonna go
2: reading well. reading the manual of that would or reading the chart or when trying to figure out how it correlates to the thing I have in front of me would be like steam would come out of my ears.
0: YouTube tutorials. That's the big difference of 21st century is it's so much easier when someone's like, yeah, here's this thing, grab this and do this done. Like, but that would have been, you know, four pages of this manual.
2: Are you on YouTube Boston?
0: Oh yeah. I have a Boston filter for my YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) You want to fix this fucking thing? Just buy a new one. You piece of shit. (laughs) that's usually how all of them go scratch a scratch ticket and win some money and buy one
2: (laughs) uh tony what did you do for halloween uh
4: well similar to carly i have a secret girlfriend now um and i went to her place and just kind of hung out didn't really do anything i did not dress up uh and we just hung out there had dinner her mom is in town visiting and uh her mom made dinner, Ooh. and I just hung out there. Like oh, literally, yeah. I can't think of anything that we did other than just hang out.
0: Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I see. I know. where, I
4: got gotcha. you.
3: Was this the first mom meet?
4: Uh, yeah. Well, I had met her technically the day before, but yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. This is moving at quite a clip. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. or it's, it's not, and I can't tell because I've lost sense of time.
4: Yeah. I mean, everything feels insane, but
2: it's, it's been
4: several months now.
2: We're like already so,
4: like four months. Yeah.
2: So wait, is, is she not on social media at all either?
4: No, she is, but she just, uh. What's her tag? <laughs> she prefers <laughs> to not be like, uh, you know get get too specific with anything she just right she just likes being private did she oh, yeah, specifically I private <laughs> <As if she's... laughs> A little private dinner with mom i got gotcha. you
2: did she speci- i don't know what i don't know who ken is anymore i'm entertained <laughs> did she specifically tell you don't mention me on allison rosen as your new best friend
4: i i beat her to that and i just straight up asked her I said, you said can
2: I mention you on this great podcast that you should be subscribed <laughs> yeah. to if you're not? I, You'll be beloved.
4: She, oh she she's listened. Uh uh Yeah, I just I brought it up to her because I knew that she is kind of private and I was like, Do you care if I talk about things? And she she doesn't care if I talk about things, but just doesn't want me to like go into names and things like that.
2: That is so reasonable.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I like that. She's very reasonable, which uh I'm a big fan is that, of that. The,
2: is that what you find most sexy about her? <laughs> I mean, reasonable and sensible. Right,
4: right now, it's nice to have some, some reasonable uh, companionship, yes.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what else is reasonable? I really think that I could have done better than that, but um, <laughs> look recent times have reminded us how important and awesome healthcare professionals are. This time last year, we were cheering for our favorite sports stars. Today, we rightly cheer for nurses, doctors, respiratory therapists, techs, and more. Um, figs, they make scrubs and other medical wear. And then also they make stuff, I mean, it's pretty much for healthcare professionals, but also they make like hoodies with tons of pockets and they make stuff that you might be interested too if you don't work in healthcare. Um, but FIGS, their mission is to celebrate healthcare pros and make sure they have the awesome scrubs they need to perform their best. FIGS scrubs are engineered with the innovative functionality found in high performance athletic apparel because healthcare pros deserve scrubs as epic as they are. And they're ridiculously good looking. They're comfortable. They come in different colors and styles from classic V-net neck tops and straight leg pants to athletic inspired crew neck tops and jogger pants. They have lab. I almost bought myself a lab coat and then I thought (laughs) do I need this? And I was like, no, but I just want it. Lab coats, jackets, tote bags, compression socks, Figs wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15% off your first order using code bestfriend15 at checkout. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone that is because Figs will give you 15% off too. Head to wherefigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com and enter code bestfriend15 at checkout. That's wherefigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com and enter code bestfriend15 at checkout. Get ready to love your scrubs. So I Have talked before about how I really don't love Halloween. I don't get excited for it. I'm not like, ooh, a chance to dress up. Um, I don't like scary movies. I'm just a big stick in the mud. And Daniel is very creative and likes costumes and likes dressing up and stuff. Um, So this year, I actually really enjoyed getting in costume and I really enjoyed it. And I figured out why it is because I didn't have to do anything. Our mother-in-law, Daniel's mom is here. Our mother, my mother-in-law. Um, and Elliot has been very into this show that I had never heard of prior to having kids called Ben and Holly's Little Kingdom. It's by the same people who do Peppa Pig and it's about. Ben and Holly, and Ben is an elf, and Holly is a princess, and there's a whole bunch of characters. And so they, the last time she was in town, they decided that for Halloween, everyone in the family would be a Ben and Holly character. And listen to this. Daniel would be the king, and she would be the queen, and I would be the nanny. (laughs) Very Freudian. But it does make sense, because Nanny Plum, who is my character, has black hair, and she looks more like the queen. What and she she is wonderful and she's gonna listen. And Diane, I'm just joking. But anyway, so um she made all the costumes. Even Wendy was part of it. Wendy was Holly. Um, and she made all the costumes, and I didn't have to do anything. I just put on this costume, and then the most creative thing I did was I did my makeup and my hair in like a nanny plum kind of way. But it was actually really fun. And then my sister and her kids came over, and and my brother-in-law, um, and the kids played, and we had like a little uh, Halloween candy, Easter egg kind of hunt in the backyard, um, and that was, yeah, it was actually really. And it's, I feel like I've seen a lot of people on Instagram saying that they had a lot of fun this year, even though it was a very untraditional Halloween. And maybe it's because no one, pr- pretty much no one's doing anything anyway, so it felt like a little taste of excitement. Well,
0: it's probably low pressure. I think like a lot of people, although I I imagine it's much different if you have kids because it's about them having fun. But for, for those of us who are barren and will die (laughs) alone or with no one to take care of us in our old age. Um. You know, I think there's like a lot of pressure, like do something great. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, especially this year because Halloween was on a Saturday with a right. full moon and daylight savings, so you got an extra hour. <laughs> and so you're like, this is gonna be the best Halloween ever. And it was kind of a, a, a little bit of a relief to be like, oh, I had I was gonna do something awesome, but pff, now I can't.
2: Yeah, you're right. New Year's is probably is gonna be that way this year too. New Year's Eve.
0: I hate New Year's is probably my least favorite holiday.
2: Yeah, that for me has now with kids and being married, and to me, like that kind of takes the pressure off. I think in the early, the first few years we were married, there still was that like, what are we going to do? We have to do something. But now I don't even feel like I need to be awake by midnight. When I was
0: in bands, we played on New Year's Eve a couple times, but like, and New Year's Eve is like the well in the in the before and teen which is another trace <laughs> that I heard uh um when people did stand up that was like the big stand up night like you mm-hmm. make a ton of money and I turned down every single new year's eve gig forever because I'm like that is the worst possible gig I can imagine ever doing uh because those people right. feel entitled that you're going to like dance monkey for them and it's their big night and so I turned down all this- but I wouldn't I will not go out of the house on new year's eve anyway
2: yeah, I don't think anyone will this year. Well, no, of course they will. There's a lot of people still being very social on social media. And even if you post stories of you guys all doing rapid COVID tests, I still don't like it.
0: No, they shouldn't be doing anything. That's how it's We have a huge spike.
2: We, yeah. Um, Carly, have you ever been at a theme park on New Year's Eve?
3: I have not because it's one of the very busiest days of the year. And I don't want any part of that. At all, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be in a big, big, dense crowd, like 10 out of 10, worrying about how I'm going to pee. I get very worried if there's, like, no straight shot to a bathroom and if you have to wait in line for an hour to pee, not happening. I do prefer to go to fish shows on New Year's. That's, like, the top tier New Year's.
2: Yes, I I can. Oh, my God. How did it take this long for that to come out? Usually, (laughs) fish fans offer that
3: right away. I keep it buried. At my first job interview... And they were like, "What kind of bands are you into?" And I was like, "I really like fish." And they were like, "Don't tell anyone that ever." So I, it's been, like been choked down. I got the job though. Um, but what I, was it? Uh, it was at a record label. <laughs> so they were like, "Shh." <laughs> what label? was that? Death Row uh, and, Records. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was at Epic Records.
2: Okay, what did so, you do there?
3: Uh, I did internet, which like that's truly the best way to explain it. It was right when they were like, "We should have digital people," which sounds four thousand years ago, but was not. It was kind of recent. So I did like, I updated everyone's website. It was when artists didn't really have their own websites or like Mm -hmm. a team dedicated to doing that. So we just updated them with like, like new Day album out or sent (laughs) out emails. I like ran Twitter accounts when Twitter started. It was just a lot. That's cool. What year was that? 2009 to 2011. Okay. Is that where you met your music husband? Yeah. We were stuck in that office as the, it was like a real Titanic situation. Like the ship was sinking and uh, I guess he was my lifeboat.
0: Wait, were you Sade's Twitter? Because I definitely follow that.
3: I was not, but I think my friend Susan was.
0: Tell Susan good job.
3: I will. I was
2: Sade's email newsletter.
0: I was also on that.
2: Uh, you're welcome. I- <laughs> um, wait, is Epic not around anymore? It is, but it's dead to me. Oh, Ooh. I see. Okay. Um. Well, it might excite you to know my brother went to University of. I how like deep into f- you must be. Are you super into fish? Yeah, my brother went to University of Vermont and played with Mike Gordon and the other guy who's not Trey for a little while because or Fishman. I think both of them actually. There's a they guy were- in fish named Fishman. Yeah, spelled differently though. Um. They. I don't really, I, he's told me this before because I communicated it to another, someone, actually, Harris Whittles, um, sadly, yes. sadly departed hilarious comedy writer. Who um, I knew when he went
0: to Emerson. He used to do stand up okay. Boston. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, he was a huge fish fan and I remember telling him this. So at one point I knew. But anyway, my brother was in a band with them. They were called the Dangerous Grapes and, <laughs> They played at Nectars, and then I don't know what happened, but, like, they got... I think they were... I don't know if they had a falling out with Trey, and then they, like, played with my brother, and then they got back together with Trey. Your brother was, like, band rebound. Yes, exactly.
3: Wow. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Oh, my gosh. I'm not, like... I'm not the type of fan who studied the early days or, like, knows the full game henge lore, which, if you know what that is, don't worry worry about it if you don't know, Um, but I just... I feel like I like getting a lot of show out of my money. Like if I'm buying a ticket to a concert, you've been around me for hours. Oh, yeah. I want to be there all night. I want there to be three sets. I want there to be something special at midnight. And the reason I like it is, you know, like along the theme park line, there's always a big moment at midnight. So, you know, for traditional New Year's, you're just like, like I'm going to kiss someone I live with. This is dumb. But when you go to a fish show, they could fly out of the corner of Madison Square Garden in a hot dog vehicle. Like anything can happen. So that's why I prefer doing that. That This This might
0: be common knowledge, but. The thing about New Year's that really bothers me and I don't know if this happens at fish concerts as well is that people that go into Times Square go there in diapers cuz there's no place to go to the bathroom and once you get in there you're in there for the night.
3: Oh, there's I mean it's at MSG. If I if I go it's usually the New Year's show at MSG and there's ample bathrooms and drink stations and snackies. It's a it's a perfect so, storm for a good time.
0: No diapers.
2: No diapers. I would not stand for that. I went to a fish show. I went to one fish show and it was either at the Greek or what's there's like a really it was before I lived in L.A. So I didn't know. No, I I feel like it might have been like the Fonda or something. I think it was the Greek is the Greek like up in the trees. Yeah. I've still never been there. The
4: Fonda is indoors, so was this indoors or? Outdoors? It
2: definitely wasn't there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood Bowl?
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't the Bowl. It was some like very. It was very like idyllic and outdoorsy. And yeah, probably pretty.
4: the Greek. I've actually never <clears throat> been to the Greek, but I know that it is outdoors. If
2: it was the Greek, you guys should go there. But anyway, I went with my friend Jr. and we got stoned because you have to at a fish. Show. I mean, that's what we felt like we had to at a fish show, and because of that, I have like. Very, very little recollection of it, other than there were trees. And I wish I feel like that was a lot of because I don't I don't get stoned anymore, but I did a lot in college and like just after, which is when we saw fish. And I feel like I um, blotted out a lot of memories because I did that. And I don't think I enjoyed it more.
0: I have nothing I, to add to that.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I know. I've never. I've You're never smoked, edge. pot.
0: yeah, I went to a lot of shows and didn't enjoy them, but also didn't get stoned. <laughs>
2: But you probably remember not enjoying them.
0: Oh, yeah. Vividly.
2: <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like
0: the Mary Lou Henner of bad punk bands. <laughs> 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 I, have an, I have a theme park question. Yes.
2: yes. Let's hear
0: it. So I, I'm obsessed with defunct theme parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did not plan this, but like there's one called Rocky Point Park. That was in Rhode Island, and I actually have little miniature versions of all their rides.
3: Oh wow! Uh, here,
0: this was their dark ride, oh, which cool. was the uh, the haunted house. Um, but I love collecting like carnival prizes, like game prizes from defunct theme parks. So I have there used to be one here uh, in the next town over for me called Pleasure Island that was the largest rival to Disneyland until it closed in 1970. And then Disneyland purchased the name Pleasure Island, and they made Pleasure Island into like an industrial park. And if you would go into any of the offices there, they still had the lake with a giant, rusting Moby Dick whale in it because <laughs> oh, they just didn't God. take it out of the lake. Uh, so I I like that stuff, but I don't think that's probably what you cover.
3: Well, there's a lot of crossover. I happen to be in the... I'm more current. I mean, hard to believe that there's so many people who cover theme parks that like my niche is like the past five years to current. <laughs> but there are a lot of people and a lot of people I'm friends with who cover all of that, especially defunct land, which I'm sure mm. you're familiar with, is an incredible. It's like when you say YouTube, it? it's this YouTube account, but really they make mini movies about everything. Theme parks, theme park adjacent, things that aren't around anymore. They just did this. Wonderful documentary about a band called Halix, which played for one summer only at Disneyland. And they were like loosely Star Wars sci-fi inspired. Yes. It's, it's incredible. I've seen it three times. I'm obsessed with it. And it's this story that like a lot of theme park fans and people who consider themselves to be experts didn't even really know about. And they somehow were able to cobble together a full documentary and a really good documentary.
0: Did Ah. you guys see the action park documentary?
3: Oh, yes. Big time.
0: <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> yes. Now, what is that? Oh, man. It was this amusement park in New Jersey that was just really dangerous, and people died all the time there. <gasps> it's, it's on HBO. Just like, yeah, this completely crooked guy ran it, and it was so not safe, and it was around for, like, 30 years somehow.
4: <laughs> it hmm. truly is insane. Like, it's one of those things you watch, and you're like, how was this possibly real?
0: They would build rides without having tested them.
3: This is so, so horrifying.
0: They would literally just like draw it on paper and then build it and be like, it'll be fine.
3: And then yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> and people from New Jersey are like, yeah, class action park. Like, that's yeah. what they, that's what we called it. And it's <laughs> like, what are you, park. yeah, like, what? That's not like a normal thing that you would go with your family and come back injured. Like, that's not a normal experience I had as a kid. But New Jersey people are like, yeah, totally normal.
0: We had a place called Benson's Wild Animal Kingdom that was not legal, and it was in <laughs> New Hampshire. And it was this guy; it was just a guy, and he had this like farm with Benson? all these like, t- yeah, with tigers and like all kinds of wild animals. And then he had made all these bootleg like rides based around the Terry Tunes characters, which is like uh, Mighty Mouse and like Heckle and Jekyll and all stuff. So it was like bootleg heckle and jekyll and like homemade costumes of them and then you would go and there would be like african porcupines and you could like i have a picture of me as a kid like holding raccoons it was so illegal uh and it was it was kind of amazing
2: did anyone get eaten or anything
0: people definitely got hurt i remember my dad got attacked by a rooster once uh and had a <laughs> like real bad like it oh it, no it fucked him up uh he deserved it but um yeah no people definitely got got like hit by bears and stuff like that
2: i got attacked by a peacock i'm okay i don't think i got it nearly as bad as your dad but we were at this hotel um in maui and when it's the it's still there it's the maui grand hyatt and i don't know if it's still like this but then it was like you really you know there's all these like beautiful wild birds that just roam around. So I wanted to go down one morning with my little camera and take pictures. And my parents said, okay, because they could see me from the balcony, which I didn't realize. So I'm walking and then all of a sudden there's just this like flapping and I just feel a scrape go down my arm. And I think I started crying because I was, it wasn't super painful, but it was just so shocking. Like what the hell just happened? But anyway, yeah, a peacock flapped its wings at me and then slid down my arm. And I also, and I remember the thing is I was very into animals when I was a kid. I was like, I always wanted to like Dr. Doolittle, the books. Cause I was like, it's about a guy who can talk to animals, but I just couldn't get into them. But I felt like it would like, you know, at the age where you're sort of like trying to design what your personality is going to be. I was like, I'm a person who likes animals. I sh- should be into Dr. Doolittle. I'm an to obs- like I wanted to be into it. And um, I always felt like, does it reflect some kind of like darkness in my soul that this bird didn't like me?
0: <laughs> no, they're, they're angry <laughs> birds. Like we, we have wild turkeys around here, all, mm-hmm. all everywhere. And uh, they will fuck you up. Like turkeys will kick your ass. And every single day in middle school, some kid would walk in to like the cafeteria where we'd wait before school started just like bleeding or with a black eye from a turkey.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Where where do you live?
0: Uh, just outside of Boston. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of wild turkeys. Like you'll go out they're in your all, yard yeah. and there's like, there's like 40 turkeys just hanging out and they weigh like 20 pounds each. And if you go near them, they're like, Oh no, we're not doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Geese. Um, Geese are pretty unfriendly too. I think swans are okay. I think ducks are okay. I've heard things about ducks. I like ducks personally. But geese can attack your ankles. That's where the term goose comes from. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They'll bite your ass. Yeah, they will bite your ass.
2: Ken, was it your dad or was it Arden's dad who did something with a turtle?
0: Snapping turtle. That was my dad. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and well, he put a, tur- a turtle <clears throat> was, under his boss's desk, and then the turtle bit his boss in, in the, the genitals?
0: Yeah. He was driving to work one day, and there was a giant snapper turtle crossing the road, so he just picked it up and put it in the back of his pickup truck. And then he got into work way earlier than everybody else, so he put it under his boss's desk, <laughs> thinking it'd be really funny. And then his boss went into his office and was just like, Ah! <laughs> and the thing would just bit him, and then my dad had to not admit that it was him and just pretend he didn't know how the snapping turtle got in there. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I can't decide how I feel about it. I might admi- <laughs> I might admire the the gumption. Yeah, my dad has a
0: long history of being attacked by animals. I have a really long bit on my last album where my dad bought me a snake for Christmas and I didn't want a snake. I had no interest (laughs) in having a snake. And, uh, he, for some reason wanted to buy me a snake and it peed all over the carpet on Christmas morning. And my dad (laughs) rubbed its nose in it. (laughs) Oh my God. Like like you can't teach a snake. And then the snake got really mad and then he was cleaning it up and the snake just (laughs) latched onto his hand and he was like doing this with the snake on Christmas morning. Yeah, it was great.
2: What kind of snake was this?
0: This was a ball python, so they're not poisonous or anything. We also but had a, still. we also had a tegu, which is incredibly, what is that? it's basically like a small monitor lizard and they are not legal and it ate live rats and it, it was in a tank on my mother's hope chest on her side of the bed. Um, and it was just this vicious, vicious thing and it, it attacked everybody. It could put a hole, it put a hole in our wall with its tail. <laughs> Yeah, they were where
2: not. Where is it now? I mean, obviously not alive, but.
0: <clears throat> well, my dad, it's a very long story, but my dad one day, so it attacked my dad because my dad, and my uncle had some beers on a Saturday and thought they were going to give it a bath, which was not, it did not agree. <laughs> and, uh, so then my mom, so my dad was down. We had like an in-law apartment in my basement where my gay uncle lived, although my dad refused to believe he was gay, uh, even though he lived with his boyfriend. But, um.
2: <sighs> Who did your dad think that was to him?
0: Oh, his buddy. <laughs> like I remember being 12 years old. My dad said something homophobic and I'm like, dad, you know, Paul's gay he lives in the base. He's gay. He's like, no, he isn't. I'm like, dad, he lives with his boyfriend. And he was like, no, that's his buddy. And I remember being 12 years old going, dad, how many beds are down there? And my dad going, well, there's only one bed there's only one bit like he just, when it, he, it was like the end of the sixth sense. But um yeah. So he was down there like a week later with my uncle and all his buddies who were all bodybuilders. And he was telling them about the Tegu attacking him and they were making fun of him. So he went upstairs and put his Tegu gloves on because he had to put on like, like giant welding gloves to hold this thing. And he threw it into my uncle's apartment and then shut the door and locked it. And then it started attacking everybody. So they threw a chair through the window and all were diving out the window to get away from this thing. So then my mother was like, you have to get rid of that. So he gave it to a friend of my uncle's who had just got out of prison (laughs) <laughs> and about two weeks later we came home one day and there was like a wriggling bag on our front steps and this guy had just dropped it back off and then my dad sold it to somebody.
2: I don't know where it went. I'm going to have to look up tegu. Yeah, they're wow. gross. Um, I didn't realize snakes peed. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, I, of I course they do, right? But I, I never thought about that. I know, I and I also don't know what thing. snake poop looks like.
0: It looks like bird poop, kind of. Although okay. here's a fun fact. Birds don't have a separate poop and pee. They just do one thing.
2: Right, a cloaca.
0: Yeah. So it, it looks like it looks like thicker bird poop the snake does. Do
2: snakes also have a cloaca?
0: Maybe. No, the liquid definitely comes out of a snake.
2: Oh I think birds pee too though, unless I'm <laughs> wait, what was that? Tee. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like birds have urine that comes out though but
0: isn't that the whole point of them having the cloaca <laughs> is that they don't have urine
2: you know i don't know um boy i've, I've got a google tegu after this i've got to find out S- snake pee what kind of anatomy what kind of plumbing snakes have i need to find out <laughs> if birds urinate or if that's just like the liquid component of their poo boy i I've got things to distract me from the next for the next couple of days. See
0: yeah, Allison, you do love animals.
2: <laughs> I still do. <laughs> um you guys, this has been very fun. Thank you so much for joining me on this weird Monday evening. I for one not loving the time ch- I used to love getting the extra hour. Um once you have kids though, they still get up at the same time, so then it just makes you a little bit resentful.
0: Yeah, dogs are the same. Yeah.
2: Um, I would like to welcome my new patrons, Tracy M and Lisa M. Welcome. Um, I am doing a promotion right now. You can sign up for an annual membership and you get two months free. So it's 12 months for the price of 10. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Please, uh, if you like the podcast, make sure you're subscribed and, uh, click five stars and leave a nice comment. It helps us out so much. And we read them on the show sometimes. Um, subscribe to me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm on Cameo. And uh, listen to Childish. And Carly, tell everyone where they can find you.
3: Yes, you can find me on the internet at Carly Weisel all day long, all day. Love to waste time. And my podcast, Very Amusing, is available all of the podcast places. If you're interested in theme parks and want to dive a little deeper into how things are made or strange stories or just much more detail, we have it all at Very Amusing. There you go, Ken.
0: Uh, I'm at tvguidancecounselor.com. My guest this week is Cato Reardon from The Pogues. It's a very fun episode uh, that is out this week. And Meryl Marco is my other guest this week. So oh, nice. listen to that. I am um, also at Kenneth W. Reed or at TV Guidance on all the things. R-E-I-D. Reed.
2: Wonderful. Tone Zone.
4: At Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my my podcast, Bizarre Albums, uh, every Tuesday this week uh, if you've been wanting a podcast about Burt Reynolds' country album This week is for you
2: <laughs> Thank you guys so much Listeners, thank you for listening I love you, goodbye
1: Hey, do you know About the Allison Rosen show We had a good time But now we gotta go